Hey, welcome back to Open to Truth. My name's Clinton. Hey, I'm Tony. Welcome back. Hey, man. So, last night, I watched this movie called Click. Oh, is that Adam Sandler? It is Adam Sandler. Love it. It was made in 2006. That's got a... And I have an inordinate love for this movie. Yeah. I've watched it many times. Um, Oh, man. Prince Habibu and uh, Hasselhoff and all of that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, for those of you who haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. It's... It has all the gags of a goofy Adam Sandler flick, but one of his more serious premises, and you might even find yourself with a few tears. Did you cry? I did not during this viewing. I almost did. Okay. Wow. Um, because I find the tenor of the movie and like the uh, the reflection that it causes to be really impactful. Yeah. And like helpful to remember. Yeah. So here's the basic gist of the movie. Uh, Adam Sandler is working as a kind of underling in an architecture firm, mm-hmm. just kind of like a uh, like a second in command guy, maybe, or like he's he's climbing that corporate ladder, uh, working a lot of hours. He has this beautiful little family, a wife and a son, a daughter and a dog, kind of middle America, middle yeah. class, and life is just kind of overwhelming him, like all these deadlines for work and feels like he can't win on any front really yeah i've um, been there time with work means time away from family and vice versa and how, how do i really get ahead everywhere yeah. well he collapses on a bed in bed bath and beyond and uh wakes up and g- goes into this back room to meet this crazy christopher walken christopher walken <laughs> scientist guy yeah. who hands him here's the whole part of the movie is hands him this remote a universe oh he was on his way to best buy to buy a universal remote yeah but this is the true universal remote of life wow so he discovers that like i can press pause and then everything pauses everything pauses i love that man and you can like inspect things and of course like it has adam sandler stuff like farting in people's faces and kicking them in the groin and stuff yeah but uh, he uses it to his advantage to get ahead mm-hmm. corporately and at home. Uh, and this is the crucial part of the movie that drives the plot and some of the sadness is you can fast forward through yeah. certain parts. Which, on the surface, sounds reasonable. Right. You might so, want to do that. Fast forward through traffic or exactly, something. That's exactly what happens. So yeah. at the beginning, he discovers this power. So I don't feel like waiting outside in the cold while my dog finds a spot to go to the bathroom. Right. What do I lose by fast forwarding five minutes? Right. Uh, I don't want to sit in traffic, like you said. Yeah. Or in the bedroom, it's when like he, she's like, okay, we can do it, but you got to do a massage first. And he's like, oh, okay. And he fast forwards that. Yeah. Uh, to the point where like, there's this huge uh, deadline coming up at his job. Like, hey, we got to land this account. It's going to be two months of like crazy hours and work. And he's like, well... Hmm guess i'll just do this and when it fast forwards what happens in the context of the movie is that his his character or person goes into autopilot Uh, so he'll still be doing stuff with the family he just doesn't have the memory of it no memory of it experience no experience of it but his he'll respond to inputs like pass the spaghetti Mm, okay yeah or like he'll do stuff and go to work it's just autopilot but he is not like he is not present. He's not engaging with you or looking at you in the eyes yeah. when he's on the fast forward mode. So eventually, throughout this movie, more and more things. Um, oh, part of the 
twist of the movie too is that the universal remote remembers your you preferences yeah. and so it'll automatically fast forward things that you've already done multiple times before yeah um or that you've made that choice in the past yeah so it got to the point where wherever he, whenever he got in a fight whenever he got sick whenever there was a stressful thing at work or, or a big project it would fast forward to the point where he would miss years of life at wow. a time because some promotion is like a couple years away in terms of how much it would take to get there and yeah so you get various stages throughout the movie where he like loses his wife she leaves him his kids hate him um he does become like the CEO of his company or something. Mm-hmm. It's like a crazy amount of success. Um, and it's ultimately like a super sad movie, at least that the meat of the movie, it turns out he wakes up on the bed, at bed, bath and beyond and kind of like a Scrooge thing. He's learned his lesson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it just got me thinking, man, like I guess what are the takeaway of the movie? What, what are some ways that I fast forward through life? Hmm. Have I effectively hit the fast forward button? Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's one thing the movie is trying to teach you. Obviously, I don't have an actual remote, and I'm not skipping through time. Yeah, but I think there are some behaviors um, and ways of being that are kind of like that. And I want to make sure. I mean, his character is in such grief at the end of the movie, like that he wasted his life, or he never got to actually experience anything. Yeah, there was this great sense of loss. And I don't want to be in that position one day, even though I didn't act physically, mentally skip through the time, mm-hmm. that there would effectively be something like that um, yeah. that someone could experience. So I just kind of want to kick the ball off there. Yeah. Like, what are some ways that I guess you and I fast forward through life and then we can broaden it to people in general? Yeah, I, I've been thinking this. I mean, it's definitely the case that uh, we all spend a lot of time um, inhabiting imaginary scenarios, I might say. So like imagining possible futures, which is just part of what's necessary to get through life. I have to imagine possible futures and then actualize one of them, right? I'm hungry <laughs> yeah. in the morning. I could lay in bed all day or I could get up and have breakfast. I'm going to do that. I'll actualize the breakfast thing and now I'm not hungry. So this part of just what it means to be human is to anticipate possible futures and do our best to manifest one of them but um definitely that can get out of control or it can be done in an unconscious way where we don't realize how much time we're spending fantasizing about possible futures or ruminating on the past things that we regret and all the while the show goes on right in front of us Mm -hmm. like and we are operating on autopilot i know it's so easy to operate on autopilot i want to say i'm going to throw out a number yeah I want to say 90% of the time we're on autopilot. Oh my gosh, dude. Yeah. I want to, very rarely are you are you truly present to the situation. I think like yeah. And and that might seem like a high number until you start to actually pay attention to where your attention goes on a regular basis. Um, even in the midst of this conversation, your attention is flitting between what I'm saying and what you're going to say next. And mm-hmm. other thoughts that pop into your head about what we're going to do after this. I mean, the the demands on our attention or the, the things which try to pull our attention are just innumerable and constant. Um, probably the clearest example of, of where we go to autopilot is like driving, for sure. We go yeah, on yeah. autopilot. You arrive someplace and you realize you have no memory of the trip there. 
because you've been thinking about other things the whole time. You redeemed that. I time. autopiloted the driving, but the time in the car um, can be spent in better or worse ways, right? I yeah. Mean, like those are some of my greatest times when I turn off the radio and I'm just kind of in silence. Mm. I'm just kind of like getting lost in some thought, and mm-hmm. it's like a creative space for me, uh, or it can be. Yeah. Well, and I think does that is that me fast forwarding? It depends if you're doing that consciously. Like, if you if you wanted to be totally present to what's happening in the car, you would be noticing the texture of the steering wheel on your hands and the feel of the accelerator under your foot. I don't care and, about that. I guess right. You might not, and totally yeah. right. It, there's a reason that gets filtered out. Yeah. It's like when you first drove a car. You are very present. It's yeah. like, I don't know how far to push this thing down and I've got to check my mirrors and got mm-hmm. to use my blinker. And the job of the brain is to build muscle memory and automate those things to unconscious systems that I don't have to yeah. think about. When I'm walking, I'm not thinking about how to walk up some steps. Okay, first the right foot, lift it, put it forward, put it down, now the left foot. But when I first walked, right. it was took all of my concentration. So I think it's normal for certain activities and behaviors to become unconscious or automated but if we're not a if we're not aware of it happening i think it can get runaway and more things can get automated than we want and certainly what you just described as being lost in thought i might even say this there's two different ways to do that there's like there is active creative brainstorming where you're trying to solve a problem and you're really actively mm-hmm. what are you doing right now i'm thinking and then there's the I was caught up in a daydream and didn't even really realize. I was essentially dreaming while I was awake. You know, I was playing out some scenario in my head while real life rushed by me. And that's not real. This is, you know, what's coming at me. And that's more of an unconscious way of getting lost in thought, you know? Totally. And like, so in this movie too, it's, it's being pretty clear about its stance on like what is truly valuable, mm. and in this context, t- context it is family, mm-hmm. time with his wife and children, yeah. and having loving relationships. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of got I get bummed out at the ways that I, I think fast forward through those moments. Totally. I mean, I'm in the thick of raising children, which has its frustrations. Yeah, but at the same time, like. Um, I don't know. How do I put this, man? Is it like the experience itself is not always enjoyable? Mm-hmm. Like imagine it's at six o'clock and you have some cranky complaining kids. Maybe the baby's crying and like maybe my wife is stressed out in that moment. Just all of those inputs. Is that something that I'd like want to be doing? Mm-hmm. And my knee jerk is to say no. Mm-hmm. Like I, I want to fast forward through this. I can't wait till eight when they're in bed. Yeah. But then if you did that too many times, you'd have missed out on your kid's childhood. I mean, that's part of what it means to raise them. Totally. And so I guess maybe what I'm, what this movie and what I'm saying is putting pressure on the idea that life, I guess on hedonism, like this philosophical view that, what matters for exclusively for well-being are pleasure sensations and pain sensations maximizing the former and minimizing the latter yeah so we can call that ethical hedonism mm-hmm. um and then we can tack on egoism 
to that where it's self-directed. Mm-hmm. So my mission in life, what I ought to be doing is maximizing my own pleasure states and minimizing my suffering ones. And so when you take this kind of myopic view of just that snapshot in the kitchen, it's, it's, a, first, it's a first state. world problem, I mean, yeah. to be fair. But it, is it right to even, is it fair to call it a suffering condition? Like there's noise inputs that I find. Totally. You can call I, it I a find it unpleasant. Condition. Yeah. The noise in particular. Yeah. Um, and the commotion, the stress of it. Yeah. But there might still be value to be had in actually living it out and experiencing it. Yeah. Plotting through it. Absolutely. Can you help me articulate what that is? Yes. And I'm okay. gonna re I'm gonna regurgitate just just a little bit of Jordan Peterson. Okay. Because I think he hits this really, really well. Hmm. And that is that like life includes suffering and the best antidote to that is to bear as much responsibility as you can in such a way that it it justifies the suffering that the suffering is meaningful and not meaningless so in your case of a noisy kitchen you're suffering in that moment or a child who vomits on you okay Okay. that's not great nobody wants that yeah but the meta game that you're playing is that of loving, leading, and raising a family. And that is meaningful enough to um, outweigh the suffering of any one individual moment. It mm. justifies the suffering of having a family. Um, there's a greater good that you're pursuing. So I'm, I'm with you that I don't think avoiding suffering is the proper path through life. I think justifying the suffering is the, is the proper path through life. Give yourself to something that when you suffer... You can bear it because it's meaningful enough. Um, So, okay, that's good. Let's put that in conversation with this classic thought experiment called the experience machine. Yeah. So it's put out by this philosopher, Robert Nozick. And, man, it's, it's cropped up all over the place in pop culture. But it basically goes like this. Um, Imagine that technology has developed to the point where you can hook yourself up to this experience machine and let's even say you can self-program it to literally give you an indistinguishable experience of anything you want you could uh so you you climb into this pod or whatever and the thing comes over your head and there's whatever maybe little electrodes going into your brain so you're sitting there you're you're ready and I could live the life of LeBron James. Mm-hmm. So effectively, like I'm experiencing the what it's like of LeBron and dunking and being on the Lakers. I could be uh, a ne- the next great American novelist or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, I could have the feeling of being a famous movie star and I'm receiving my award at the Oscars and the, the praise I get for that. Whatever life that you would find interesting or we can distill it down to a set of pleasurable experiences, I can climb in this pod and make it happen. Okay. Um, and the question then is, like, why not go in the experience machine, first of all? Um, and this is usually used as a argument against hedonism. So if hedonism is true and all that really matters are maximizing those pleasure states, then getting in the experience machine would do that for me. Yeah. 
Um, and in fact, I could even, it doesn't have to be so outrageous, like I take on another life, but it could even be a version of my life that is suffering free in a way, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Um, but I think we have the intuition that it is not, it is not the same amount of value to either live it or just experience it in the experience machine. Mm-hmm. Um, or put it. Let me put it this way: If hedonism is true, then there doesn't seem like there's any discernible difference between living it out in the experience machine or living it out in reality. Yeah. But I think we would all share the idea: like it's better to actually be LeBron James playing on the Lakers and having those experiences than climbing in the machine and having them happen them. to you. So hedonism is false. Is the conclusion? Yeah. Um, I think about um, I'll I'll try to put language to this because I don't don't know if I'm the only one who feels this way but it's easy to feel like life is going to actually start somewhere down the road Mm -hmm. for you I don't know if that makes sense but it's like you're in school and it's like life really starts once I get out of school and kind of get a job and now I've got a job life will kind of really start once I have some kids or whatever it is and I think what ends up happening is you get to midlife and you realize that this is it. It has been happening the whole time. And I've been constantly anticipating life actually starting to feel meaningful somewhere in the, in the future. And in the meantime, I've been ignoring it as it rushes by me. And I think the antidote, I mean, I was just having this thought this week. It was like, How sad, dude. this is my career, my job, whatever. This is it. There was sort of a, a constant feeling of, once I get my feet under me, then things will feel normal. Once I kind of get into a rhythm and, yeah. and it kind of came to the realization that this is the rhythm. I, I'm doing life every day, whether I want to or not. This is how I'm, this, this is how my life is playing out at the moment. Um, which just kind of reframes things because it's not like there's an arrival point. It's not like you arrive somewhere you in never the future. Do. No, That's, you never do. Yeah. All you yeah, ever man. have is this here now and how you're living it. Um, so... That that for me, you remember that song from Scrubs, Colin Hay. It's a I'm waiting for my real life I to begin. To sleep. No, Colin Hay sings that. Yeah. Oh, yeah, it's super good. Which episode? Sorry, no idea. too far afield. Yeah, I don't remember the song. But that the I mean the title of that song is exactly that thing. I'm waiting for my real life to begin. Yeah. Why are you waiting? It's already yeah. ha- did begin. Yep. Yep. And so that that just puts things in perspective for you, where it's like, if there's aspects of your life now that, um, that I don't know, that really aren't in line with the kind of life that you want to say you have lived when you reach the end of it, then change those aspects. Because you're not going to arrive at some point in the future where they vanish or disappear. It's like, you, hmm. your story is unfolding right now. What What is the story? And what do you want it to be? Um, and can you pay attention to it? This is a small example. I remember when we got Marigold out, uh, Golden, th- having this conversation with Melissa where this idea of having a cute little puppy is obviously so idealistic, like cute little perfect golden retriever, and we're going to take her for a walk and be a cute little family. And I remember Melissa getting kind of frustrated with Marigold because she would be distracted and sniffing plants and whatever, just a big, exciting world. Yeah. And I had to kind of, tell Melissa like this is 
this is what it is to have a puppy. Check it out. This is what a puppy does is they, they explore the world like it's brand new. So instead of being frustrated because it doesn't align with your daydream about perfect little puppy walk, yeah. be here now. This is how it's playing out. This cute puppy is exploring the world. So be present to it and enjoy it because you'll miss these moments later on. You'll wish you were small and hmm. again. Um, well, what, so what what's the practical application then? What do I do to... Is it just that constant remind? Are there behaviors that I practice being present? Totally. And so hopefully it'll just happen for me throughout yeah, yeah. my day. Yeah, this is why we meditate. It's mindfulness meditation. This is what we do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this yeah. is what we do. This is what we do. I mean, really though, it is the antidote. Once you, if you, if you start to meditate regularly, which the whole goal of meditation, goal, if you can even call it that, is not to have special mystical experiences or something like that. The goal of medica- meditation is to be present here and now like so when you're breathing you're experiencing what it's like to breathe when you're being conscious you're you're attending to it right and what starts to happen is um you throughout the course if you do this regularly and build up that habit um you you almost remember to be attentive much more often throughout your day i don't know how to describe it other than Mm. like these little pangs or zaps of of arriving again here and realizing, oh, I'm awake, I'm here, and yeah, it, it feels back. like waking up. Yeah, it feels like, yeah, you start to be reminded throughout your day to attend to it. That's what you're saying with like the autopilot. We're we're on autopilot a ton. It's so. And much. then if you you're saying if I mindfully meditate more often, I'll get snapped back to reality a little more often. More often, yeah. Hmm. You increase the odds of of being present to the what's happening in front of you. The other thing, Sam Harris writes about this or talks about this, which I think is really helpful, is like going back to the family thing, taking a second when your family's in front of you to imagine just the morbid scenario that they all die tomorrow. Just be confront yeah. yourself with the reality of death and what you would give for just one more meal with them, yeah. just one more evening with them. And that alone can can help you appreciate what you do have right in front of you. The other thing he, he talks about is really helpful is, you know, the life that you're living right now. If you're watching this on YouTube, you're listening to a podcast at the moment. You're probably in a pretty comfortable position. You're at a computer or you got your phone or you're on a bus or you're Driving. in a car or something. You're safe. You're probably not starving to death right now. You are probably aren't on the run for your life. The life that you're living right this second is would be the answer to somebody else's prayer. Like there's people out there who would, give anything to be doing what you're doing right now just walking down the street listening to a podcast you know um so that can help you appreciate it as well it's kind of a sad way to do it that there's people out there really suffering but it helps you appreciate what you do have in front of you yeah so then how does uh how does ambition play into this because i've heard it said many times that the 30s which you're Mm. approaching and i'm in are like that's the decade of ambition kind of mm. you've done a bunch of the prep work and training or whatever you need and now you're ready to fly do your thing yeah and i mean the click movie has this architect guy who's trying to climb the ladder and there's tension there so i guess how does ambition play into this attitude of thankfulness and gratefulness because aren't the truly the people that make these impressive marks on the world I guess maybe they did have some kind of weird 
um, unbalanced life that was sad in a way. Maybe mm-hmm. like we're overly ambitious and sacrifice everything to achieve this one goal. And maybe that is not praiseworthy mm-hmm. and ought to be emulated. Yet the world has benefited greatly from people that gave of their lives in that way. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I guess I'm kind of asking how do I because it seems like there's something good about ambition and wanting to do something significant in the world. Yeah. So at like, yeah. if the advice is just be happy with what's going on around you in this moment, but then there also are these great goods to be had from ambition. I want to like do something significant in the world, right? There's mm-hmm. something to that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I, th- I think it's, I think it's both. I don't, I don't think there's anything wrong with planning. I think it's actually really important. I think you should plan. I think I think if you don't plan, you probably will end up with a lot of regrets, ways you spent your time and resources that actually weren't deep down what you really wanted. Um, so I I think it's both. Um, it's like... But the trouble is, like what we were just talking about, though, is that you'll get into these grooves of always thinking about what's next and what am I doing next. They, they seem at odds to me. No, yeah, I want to say they are at odds. Um, Do you is the answer like we set aside little blocks in my that's my planning future thinking time, and just do my best when I'm not in that space. Be present the rest of the time. You've already planned about the future. You don't need to worry about it and keep pondering it. May, um, maybe blocking out time to plan. I I don't think practically that's how it will work out. I think practically in the day-to-day, the way the way it ends up working out is you've established some big plan. I'm going to go and undertake this project. And to do that, I'm going to need this amount of resources and this much time per week. I'm going to, I'm going to make a calendar and budget my time and resources as well. But then throughout the day, your mind is doing its best to anticipate problems and solve them before they become real. So thoughts are going to jump in. Thoughts might steal your attention. And there's nothing, again, I, I want to say there's nothing wrong with that. I I think the goal is to be conscious of it. I'm going to be thinking about my future now instead of not realizing that you're doing it. Hmm. Um, and so I don't think, I don't think the goal is a life always lived only ever in the present. I don't think that's, to your point, like how are you supposed to pay a bill if you never anticipate the bill arriving? Yeah, you yeah. Know, there's some degree of planning that's essential. But I think, you want to be conscious about where, where, and when you are present. You, yeah. Um, and and just aware that, um, yeah, happiness or con- maybe contentment is a better word. Um, isn't necessarily going to arrive in the future if you're unable to find it now. Oh man. That's, so, that's really good. Like, as you're talking about, say we undergo some project, and your goal is your goal is I want to be famous, then I'll be, then I'll feel good about myself, or I'll have self worth, or I'll be happy, or whatever. First of all, fame is not a, that's not an, a point you arrive at. It's yeah, like it's a gradient. Yeah, it's, it's totally spectrum. a gradient. It's like you you will never be famous enough. You know, if that is really how you want to attain value. Yeah. Who's the most famous person? I don't know. Yeah, I don't Is know. Is it Donald Trump? You could always have some more subscribers to your YouTube channel or something. You know, there could yeah. always be more. You could always make some more money. That can't be the metric for how you give 
right. allow yourself to be happy. Yeah, exactly. So there needs to be a degree to which it's like, I'm putting my hand to these things because I think they're valuable in and of themselves, and that's why I'm doing them. I think the world needs this. But I'm also aware um, that this is where I am right now, and I'm content with that, you know? Is something about this, like, with the ha- we've used the word happiness now. Yeah. Or joy. So I've been struggling with this lately. Like, I feel like the more that I try to be happy, the, the less I am. How are you trying to be happy? Um, I guess by like atta- maybe it is like attaching it to certain goals, achievements, or even like time frames. Mm-hmm. Uh, like honestly, getting to eight p.m. when the kids are asleep and yeah. I finally have free time. Yeah, is that? But is that really what I w- want my life to amount to? Is like the anticipation of getting to evening, right? And then, like the meat of my joy just comes from a bunch of evening moments, yeah. by myself or with my wife. Yeah. I mean, man, I hope not. Yeah, like can't I can't it just be something that I have throughout the day? Yeah, and it, it's almost like that ancient wisdom of losing something to find it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That by letting go of the attachments I've put on. happiness or joy or the requirements shedding those and just allowing it to come more freely than Mm -hmm. i've previously given it permission to yeah yeah that's very zen of you i don't know if i have that much control like i'm using allow and permit in a pretty strong way for Mm -hmm. my own mental life Mm -hmm. um i don't yeah if i did have that control presumably i would have been giving myself more rewards (laughs) mentally (laughs) <laughs> right. But, um, yeah, I, my mind keeps going back to um, just the discussions we had when we were playing WoW Classic about like, is this fun? Am I having fun in this game? Or is it like, <laughs> the fun is what happens when the bar gets filled up and then I get a little dopamine hit and that's my fun? Yeah, but I'm actually slogging through these levels and not really enjoying what I'm doing. Well, this was—I mean, we thought about doing a separate episode on this, but we're kind of dovetailing into it. Yeah, it's just like, are there better, like, are there better and worse uses of time, yeah. or uh, better ways to get at happiness or pleasure? Mm-hmm. And some are like bastardized versions of fun. Yeah, yeah, right. I'm starting to think like, although I've had, I think, wow. I think I've had a lot of fun in this game, World of Warcraft. Mm-hmm. To me, like the older I get, the more I find it to be like a bastardized version of fun. Same. It's masquerading as fun, but it's not. It's not technically fun. It's a series of mini of micro achievements mm-hmm. um, to get you a dopamine hit, like you said, and on to the next one, and you never arrive in that particular game. Sure. Yeah. Um, well, and there's there's just for me like even just. This morning, I was thinking about how I how I could divvy up my day. That's the thought I had at the beginning. I was like, mm-hmm. and I wrote a list. Here's the things I'd like to do today. Wow. And uh, WoW did not make the list, even though I thought about it. I thought I could play some games. And then I thought, well, once I'm done playing the games, where will I be in life? And will those things that I really <laughs> want to have moved forward, will they have moved forward? I mean, well, no, they definitely won't. Never. Yeah. They, they would have no chance to. Right. You've been playing a game. <laughs> That's right. That's so there's right. got to be times when, like, it's okay to do. Or is it? Or, or are you kind of saying, like, we should stay away from, like, solo entertainment? No. 
No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to Because you that. would you would watch something with your wife or like yeah. I went to the movie with my daughter. I yeah. would never have done gone to see Dr. Doolittle right. by myself. I did it because it built our relationship up and she was really excited to go. Yeah. But to your point, like if I just have a free three hours in my morning, just let's just get down to brass tacks, really practical. And your metric is, are my life goals advanced? I mean, damn, that's a high bar, dude. Like what? So few things. I mean, eating won't really further it that much. Oh, yes, you'll, it you, will. No, you'll eat. You can eat later. But just for this three hours. Yeah, that can't be. I, I don't want to say that it's never okay to enjoy solo recreation. Mm-hmm. That, that you have to be productive activity driven all believe me if you knew me that is the furthest from who i am right (laughs) i mean it's really is so but but maybe it's because i have a 29 year history of overdoing it in the recreation department that i'm reaching this point i'm approaching my 30s and i'm thinking like when i reach the end of my life am i gonna wish i had leveled a few more times a couple more alts in Mm -hmm. wow or am i gonna wish i had loved my wife a bit better now, is it that game in particular, or are other games better no, just, uses of time? I just keep mentioning that game. Yeah, yeah. Um, let's just use, I mean, this is our life. Yeah. You know, let, let's use video games as the okay. example, because yeah, sure. that's what we like to do. Yeah. Is that just a horrible use of time? In fact, as I was watching Click, just to bring it full circle, mm-hmm. I thought, am I p- pressing the fast forward button on life whenever I play a game by myself? Um, and by your metric of are my life goals advanced, and by that I think you mean like external goals of ach- achievement, uh, writing songs, writing papers, coming up with something creative at work, or who knows what yeah. it is. Um, I mean, I would. There's other life goals I have of being a good husband, good father, and some of those things. But yeah. but in terms of like here, here's this couple hours that I have to myself. No, because he, here's the thing. Sometimes I get crabby if I haven't had some time to myself. I just need to shut the world out. I, I can't have anybody who needs anything from me right now. And I'm... This is going to sound lame. If, you're not, if you don't play Melee, you won't get it. But I'm just going to boot up Melee and kick around a bot on training mode for a while. Super Smash Brothers. Yeah. Put up okay. some music and wow. I'm just going to... I'm just going to train some melee for an hour or something. Wow. And I don't want to be disturbed and I don't want to have to produce anything and I don't want to have to, I'm just going to be working on this little skill that I'm trying to get better at. And there's something very therapeutic about that. Is My that mood- isn't that itself a little rat race of like, Oh, getting better at this thing. That's like a production event too. <sighs> okay. Can I come up with another example where I'm not trying to actively improve? I literally, I'm just frittering away time. I have a good example. Please. Kind of. Yeah. And it's my, Love of the game Free Cell. Oh, God. <laughs> so you that have a, you have a problem. So that game, it's like it's like a version of Solitaire, basically. Yeah. And I've mastered it. Yeah. Yeah, I've played. How it, many games? I think like twenty-seven thousand. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so many, man. It's a lot of Free Cell. Um, no, but I'm. I don't. I rarely, rarely sit there and just play that. Have you Although ever? I'll get on benders, yeah, of like 20 minutes or so. You will only free sell for 20 minutes? Oh, man. Okay. I mean, by that, I, you that mean... engaging? By that, we both mean I'm not like looking at anything else. I'm just looking at free sell. Yeah, you're not but like for the watching most part, Netflix. 
for the most part, I'm watching a show or something. I'm just kind of doing it on the side. Yeah. Um, and that's not really improving a skill. It's a pretty low skill cap game. Yeah, hey, what are you doing? But I do try to beat my times and okay, fast. Yeah, I guess I do. Why do you? Why? Why do you do it? Why not just watch the show? I know, man. Why th- do you need to be stimming? It is. I think it's a version of adult stimming. Really? Just reminding yourself that you exist. I can rarely watch just watch shows anymore. I have something going on beside it. Wow. Slay the Spire. Yeah. I have. I have tried this. Underlords is in the same sort of realm as just stimming and stuff. How, um, how involuntary it is sometimes. I will start percussing tapping and stuff all the time and recently i've i've noticed myself doing it and i deliberately stop only because i'm just curious why my body has started to do this thing why have i become i'm staving off boredom and psychic entropy or something by stap tapping and creating a rhythm yeah and some why am i so afraid of just sitting and being you know like i know why is that terrifying to me well i think uh and this might be getting a little too raw Mm. but it could be like I had to psychoanalyze myself I am like really afraid or unwilling to grapple with like the negative thoughts that would start pouring in if I wasn't completely Mm. my if I need to use up all my mental bandwidth doing something yeah or else part of it will be used to think about ways I'm displeased with life in some way and it'll bum me out wow so if I can just fill all of that up occupy yourself just a show won't do it just distract yourself away from yeah so i need to couple it up that that takes like 75 percent bandwidth the show Mm. so i'll uh suture on some mindless game and that should cover my bandwidth the hole yeah so (laughs) thoughts of and not like i to those loved ones that are listening not that i have a horrible life but just different things i'm wrestling with like significance and and what's going on with my career, like, went, recently went through career change. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I guess these ideas about significance, achievement, what am I doing with life, and that can be, like, overwhelming to have that inner dialogue all the time. Mm-hmm. And what we call, um, or what's been known as, like, the liminal space of, like, between the what was and what's next of this in-between time. Mm. And that space is often filled with mental tension yeah and so i think like i'm self-medicating sometimes by free self stimming yeah wow i think that might be what's happening what an insight yeah. what an insight into <laughs> neptune's mind alan watts has this interesting thing he teaches about zen and um he he has this interesting discussion about how unpleasant tasks or chores can become uh, very fun when you become completely present to them and attend to them completely. Mm-hmm. I've had that. So the yeah. example that he gives is like, there's a pile of dishes that need washing, but you you don't need to wash the pile of dishes, he says. You only ever need to wash this dish, the one that's right in front of you. Just one dish, that's all you need to wash at a time. And once you're done with that, you set it aside and you'll pull the next one out and wash that one. And actually, if you pay really close attention, you could have fun washing the dish that's right in front of you warm water and soap and you're going to get this thing clean and kind of and stick it in the rack and let's get the next one and turn it into a dance instead of a a chore but the inner resentment that we feel towards Ugh, this chore that needs doing causes us yeah. normally to suffer all the way through it you know well sometimes and just 
again, with my own little habits or tendencies, I get not depressed, but I get upset with myself when I neglect to do a a chore or a life project, something that furthers my ends because like, well, why not do it? What do you, what would you rather be doing? You'd rather be down in your basement playing some stupid ass game. Yeah. 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 Or like what, what are you holding out for to not like just dive headlong into some of your other more meaningful responsibilities? I have the same thoughts. Um, I think that's why I have been playing less games recently. I've just been having those thoughts more. It's like there's, I feel like there's better things I could give myself to. But but here, let's ask, are there times for you that you have sunk three hours into a game and you come up from the basement, you think, heck yeah, that was the right thing to do. I feel great. Yes, I have. Yeah, you have. I have had Can you talk about those times? (laughs) What's the difference there? I think those times have been when I spent a good portion of my day being really productive and responsible. And you earned a little bit of I, yeah. rest. Yeah. Guilt-free mm-hmm. entertainment. Mm-hmm. You know. You know when you're neglecting something you should be doing. You know that. I do. And you start to feel it. When you sink too much time into something like WoW or some game, you start to feel scuzzy. Hmm. Start to feel like, this is making me feel dirty the longer I do this. <laughs> You know, like in my soul. Do people feel that way? So we're just using video games. Sorry, yeah. we're belaboring our own That's our example. Yeah. But like for someone that really enjoys basketball, do they feel the same way? Like, because at least there you're getting, there's something really therapeutic about exercise. Sure. And, but I'm sure someone could overdo it with like you're constantly going to little pickup games. and. Yeah, I almost, I almost want to say no matter what your hobby is, puzzles. Some people love jigsaw puzzles. Yeah. You could overdo it on the puzzle. Sure, that to me is very similar to free cell. Yeah. Know, like just <laughs> the genre of thing you're doing. Yeah. 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 Hiking? Is it any, anything can be abused? Can you overdo any recreational activity? Yeah. I yeah. Guess so. Yeah, you totally. Yeah. Especially if you have responsibilities like that you ought to be attending to. Children who need you. Sorry, daddy's on another hike. But dude, I get uh no, let me try to press in a bit further. Yeah. What sucks is what I wish could change and I think I'm in the process of changing, it's just some growing pains. Yeah. Is I want to view my responsibilities as fun and like titillating. I want to be excited by my responsibilities. Yeah. And I used to be excited about my recreation, and now I'm finding less and less that I am. Yeah. So now nothing's exciting. Yeah, you're and in I'm this like, in between spot. Nothing sounds fun. Oh no. Yeah. But I, I, I want the responsibility. I either to... have to do work and exert energy, or feel like I'm wasting my potential. Yeah. Those are my options. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's where we're stuck. Right. Yeah. I hate that feeling. <laughs> yeah. But then even as I say, like, how I phrased it with the word fun, you just feel like an eight-year-old. Like, what is this person? He just... He wants to have fun. You want to have fun. It's not about fun. But isn't it a little bit about fun? Enjoyment? Joy? Contentment? You want to enjoy the way you spend your days. I do want that. That sounds good. So that at the end of your life, you can say, I have enjoyed my life. God help me. Yeah, I do. That sounds really good on paper. (laughs) So how do we do it? (laughs) Yeah. Do you mm. meditate? 
I don't meditate. Have you ever established a practice? Of meditation? Yeah, for any considerable length of time. Would no. you embark on an experiment with me? Um, Could you commit to five minutes a day for a week? That's such a, such a low ask. Right? Like, if I say see. no, it's like... No, man. At that point... I don't have the margin. <laughs> Got some free sell to do. <laughs> I would be willing to, yeah. Yeah. I think it could be cool to do it together and see... Just comment back on... Will you do it with us? Have YouTube we felt and... more present? Oh, yeah. Would you do it with us? I want it to be... I don't want to say, like, bite off more than you can chew. Not like... Monday through Friday, five minutes a day. That's it. That's it. Five minutes. And what what am I to gain from this? That'll help with well, these issues? I, I but you did... said you've been doing it and you feel the same way. I haven't been doing it mm. for a while. No, no. Okay. La, la, this time last year, I had a pretty good practice going for about six months, but... The last six months or so, no, not at all. Very seldom. Um, yeah, ideally, you will become more present in waking life. You will find yourself snapping to reality. Or is the answer just more discipline? Like, I've just let several, like, I've got my weight back under control. Discipline is freedom. Just from dieting, but also, yeah, that is true. Jocko Willing. That's true. That's but I haven't, right. I haven't been working out, for instance. Yeah. What a huge release of like little stress molecules that are in me, right? Is that how you think about it? <laughs> Some stress cortisol. molecules. <laughs> yeah, you get, I mean, maybe. I think there's something to that. I just. Yeah, I mean, you were really getting after it this past summer. Mm-hmm. And are you saying you felt more like you were doing what you were supposed to do? Yeah, I felt more embodied and like present in the world. Ooh, yeah, wow. embodied. That's what a word to throw out. Yeah. What else can I be? (laughs) Maybe more worthy of being embodied then. You justify your existence a little more. That sounds like such a great payoff for working out. Probably should do that more. There is something to that though. Like, uh, maybe, and man, this is starting to feel a lot like a therapy session. Therapy session, yeah. But like, but I'm sure like a lot of our listeners have hobbies. Yeah. So substitute in your hobby for our thing that we're right. talking about video games. Whatever please. it is that you love doing in your free time. Um, it's a little bit like maybe I've just been an addict for a long time too. And mm. I'm going through withdrawals or like the games that are out right now aren't like Triggering good you just right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's not enough of a hit for me or something. Yeah. Or, or you're beginning to see uh, the downsides to binging. I mm-hmm. mean, that surely that happens with addicts where eventually they get fed up. They realize, oh, this thing that I love is actually slowly killing me. Yeah. So I should probably give it up for something greater. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, man. So like when I watch that movie Click, it's like video games make me feel like I'm fast forwarding life. Um substance like alcohol sure. can feel that way yeah or whatever other things people are into i'm sure yeah. that can be a form of that yeah well you're uh, just well because the i mean some people watch a heck of a lot of tv too totally most That's, people what's the average i think it's like, it's like three m- hours a day or yeah something. like a lot people yeah. watch so lump that in. If you're judging me because of video games and you're watching a ton of tv that's right. the same stuff you're in the same boat yeah yeah 
I think that's kind of like fast forward buttony. Yeah. Hmm. Ways that we try to disengage from the actual world. Yeah. Or numb it. Social media, just scrolling. It's thick. Endless scrolling. That's what that happened to me this morning as well. <laughs> this is dumb, dumb, and maybe TMI. I'm I'm on the can. I'm yeah. scrolling Reddit. I'm done. Yeah. I'm still scrolling Reddit. And I said to myself, I've got a thing, list of things I wanted to get done today. And every second I spend scrolling here, I will not get those other things done. It's a sophisticated slot machine. Mm. Like it'd be boring. There's probably an app you can get where you just hit a little lever. It's like a fake slot machine. Like cherry, gold bullion, ham. Oh, it wasn't three in a row. But sometimes you'll get 777. Jackpot. You're saying that's what social media is? Essentially, yeah. I'm scrolling through stuff I don't care about. Until something gives you a hit. Yeah. Like, oh, that's interesting. Oh, okay. Boring, 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 boring. Oh. Boring, boring, yeah. boring, boring. Oh. <laughs> that's all. I that's mean, what we do, yeah. man. And particularly now that there's ads and... Right before uh, bed. Laying now, in bed, trying just its scrolling. Best. It's trying its best to have not have lulls. Mm-hmm. That's what Facebook's whole job is. Make our algorithm such that your home feed is giving you more... Huh. We can just keep him scrolling for hours. Yep. Yeah. If there's too long of a lull, they probably have it completely mapped out. There's probably a word for it. And <laughs> Should ask Joe. Yeah. He knows. Lull, drop off. How many seconds does it take of someone to be slightly Before bored they close the app. to close this app? Right. Eight seconds? It's not much. You start to realize how... Point- look how little time it takes yeah. to realize how pointless it is. Yeah, yeah. Pointless it is. So maybe I the just practice want to see is another like, meme that's going to make me chuckle. How about every, what if the practice was every hour on the hour, I just, whatever I'm doing within reason, like I take 15 seconds. Dude, that, that'd be a game changer. And just, and just try to realize like, do I actually like what I'm doing right now? Yeah. And you might find yourself like, oh, I don't feel like going back and looking at the scroll. Mm-hmm. Cause I like hopped off the dopamine train. Yeah. Wow. Maybe there's these little life hacks we can start doing. That'd be cool. There's something to that. Maybe you could set reminders on your phone. It would seem weird, though, that these big existential issues could be solved with such a simple thing. But perhaps. Yeah. Yeah. Overcoming distraction. Instead of a life hack, a way to fix a crappy program, just what about you self-author a great program that you don't need to hack right Right, right. you know what i mean yeah Yeah, (laughs) i don't want to hack this crappy program i want to write a really good program and live it out are you are you trying to plug jp's thing you know about the self i do know i know about his thing but it's an interesting concept this idea that the two sides of it are sit down and write out uh everything that you could be if you gave yourself fully to the things you really care about in five years where would you be and what would it look like and that's like that's motivating in one sense the next task is imagine just how hellish your life would be if you fully degenerated over the next five years and gave yourself to all your vices you drank yourself into a stupor and played skyrim every day what and your wife would leave you and your kids hate you and what just how hellish is it and those two things together serve to motivate you and propel you into a meaningful life that you're actually stoked about you're running from this outcome that you don't but that's want that's still happen. all external stuff. I think that's still the rat race, right? Speak, say more. Um, I thought we were trying to get back to the 
being present thing and like life is happening now just enjoy your son crying and mm-hmm. the vomit on the chest along with all the other good things and like that's what life is about but this world um it still seems to be putting your happiness eggs in the basket of external circumstance mm. instead of internal contentment or joy like one in five years, once I achieve, once I achieve these things and follow my self authorship, I'll be happy. No, no, no. More like once you set out on the path, you're on the path that you really want to be on. I mean, you're you're saying um, the very fact that you find yourself unhappy when you sink hours into classic or wow or some some useless task. Um, you could be fully present to that task and discover it to be not meaningful this isn't really want to, how i want to spend my time and i think the purpose of the self-authoring program isn't that in five years you'll arrive at hmm. station happiness it's more like you no know, think carefully about what path you're on and how you are spending your time and resources be be completely present to how you're stewarding this life you've been given and steward it in such a way that you find it meaningful along the way not just when you arrive and fulfill the dreams but hmm. throughout the whole process that's good that's my retort. Well, hmm. what are your uh, crippling yeah, vices? Yeah, make and us habits? feel a little bit better, would you? Because we <laughs> feel really like some schmucks right now. <laughs> yeah, if any of this resonates with you, if you're going through a similar life transition or stage, or you have some of these thoughts, that'd be really cool to hear from you. Yeah, uh, we'd love to interact with that. Do you know, I'd love to interact. If you are someone who's like in their 60s or something, like you've got more life experience than us, mm-hmm. twice as much life experience, I'd love to hear what your biggest regrets are or, or like maybe some decisions you're really happy that you made. I chose to spend my time this way and it's played out well. Like what advice would you give a couple guys who are approaching their 30s or in their 30s to make sure that we don't live a life full of regrets when we <laughs> are old? Yeah. <laughs> Help us if you can. That would be nice. Yeah. Um, if you want to write to us, you can reach us at opentotruthpodcast at gmail.com. Our website's opentotruth.com. Of course, you can like, comment, and subscribe here on YouTube. We will read the comments. We'd love to interact with you and hear from you. Thanks so much for watching. We'll see you next time. Thanks.